0: hey y'all what is up it's your girl p and we are back with another episode y'all we are officially on episode six for the kkwp podcast i thank you all for tuning in and listening we do have bible talk tuesdays every tuesday morning at 6 30 a.m we are live on ig zoom and we repost the session on youtube as well and then we have a new podcast episode every thursday so today i am a little bit behind i usually post every morning i'm mean at every thursday morning around like 6 30 a.m but today i was just kind of behind because i just wanted the lord to minister onto me a bit more about this topic because it's something that i'm currently going through and Let him speak to me a little bit more about it before I get on here and record. So, today's topic is get your house in order. And disclaimer, y'all, outside of my house is like a park, so there are kids playing out there, and they're kind of loud, so if you hear them in my background, that is what the noise is. And it's actually kind of wholesome to see kids playing on the playground, because nowadays all we see is kids on phones and social media and watching tv and you know none of that stuff that we do as kids when we used to be playing in the streets our cousins would come over grandma's house and just playing in the yard having a good time outside like as kids my generation we did not like to stay in the house so it's kind of nice to see that coming back around a little bit more And just to see them playing on the program. So, yeah. (laughs) So, again, today's episode is titled, Get Your House in Order. So, I believe, like, the past three or four weeks, God has just been telling me, get your house in order. Get your house in order. Get your house in order. And initially, I kind of did not understand what he was saying. It wasn't until I started to go through the scene of events that he was taking me through. That's when it all came full swing, and Holy Spirit to just begin to download things into my spirit and just give me revelation after revelation. So, um, get your house in order. So we're gonna go starting spiritually, personally, academically, and financially. So this verse is from First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse thirty-three. And it states that, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. And then I went up to define what order was. And it says, the arrangement or disposition of people or things in relation to each other, according to the particular sequence, pattern, or method. And so starting spiritually, I realized that everything in my life trickles down from my spiritual life. So if my spiritual life is out of order, everything else in my life becomes out of order. Hence why I put uh, spiritual first, then personal, then academics, then financially, because it trickles down into each and every each and every area of my life. So God began going to tell me, like, get your house in order. So starting spiritually, this meant that God was just basically showing me that I was lacking in certain areas when it came to my relationship with him. I was lacking in consistency, and I was just lacking like all around, like not going to church as much as I should be, not connecting with my community as much as I should be, and um, not having a good prayer life the way I thought, um, not keeping up with the fasting schedule. Or even when the Lord prompts me to fast. So things of that nature, right? So first, the first thing God did was he basically told, I was at church one day and he was just talking about like the secret place. So the first thing God addressed with me is that like, you need to get in that secret place with me. And then it was through me finding that secret place again and just cultivating it and actually putting dedicated time aside to meet with God every single day to deepen my intimacy with him and to deepen my relationship with him. It's not enough for us to just go throughout our day talking to God and, you know, just go throughout our day and think that that is the same as uh have being in a secret place with him. Now, I'm not saying you cannot encounter God throughout your day, and I'm not saying that you can't be intimate with him throughout your day, but it's something about when you set time aside for God, he is waiting for you in that secret place. He is waiting for you to come to the time that you appointed so that you can meet with him. So that you can go before him in praise and in thanksgiving, worshiping him. So I was like, you know what? Because I, I was been telling myself, okay, you need to put time aside for God. 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 But like me telling myself that and me actually doing it were two completely different things. Like I knew in my head that I needed to put time aside for God specifically for him so that he would know where to meet me every single day, specifically just for me and him versus, you know, just talking to him throughout my day. So I began to meet him in my secret place, like actually take the time to order my day to make sure that it starts and ends with him and I realized that God is taking me deeper so it wasn't enough for me at the end of the night to get on my knees and say a prayer in the night no God wanted relation with me so I had to realize okay I need to actually put time aside to talk to my bridegroom I need to actually put time aside to hear the voice of the Lord. I need to actually put time aside, dedicated time to him and him alone. No phones, no other distractions. Do not do anything but spend time with God. If he leads me to read his word, I would do that. If he leads me to write something down, I would do that. But for the most part, worshiping him. In spirit and in truth, coming before him, vulnerable, coming before him, willing and ready to submit and lay everything down at his feet. Not even asking for anything, but simply giving him praise because he is worthy of the praise. So when God told me that, like, you need more time in your secret place, I began to just reconstruct my entire day to begin with him and end with him. And y'all, if y'all don't know me, I love to sleep. That is one thing about me. So, I had to get to a place where I was willing to sacrifice my sleep to meet with him. So, I started just getting up an hour earlier every day. I ain't gonna lie, y'all, I be a little I be tired. I be tired. But like, I can't do what my flesh wants to do. If y'all read Romans 7, verse 15 through 20, Paul says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is the sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. So Paul is basically saying that the things that we desire to do that are good We are able to do. But the very thing it is that we don't want to do is the very thing that we end up doing. And I had to realize that that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing with my life. That laziness that disguises itself in sleep, that laziness that disguises itself in binge watching shows, that laziness that disguises itself in not being productive that laziness that disguises itself as just 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 uh, idle hands that laziness is that that is sin being lazy is a sin so when i used to say oh i just want to sleep all day that is being lazy so the very thing that i don't want to do which is be lazy is the very thing that i end up doing so I literally have to force myself to get up in the mornings, force myself to get in my secret place because I cannot let my sin take control of what of my life. I cannot let the flesh overpower the spirit. I have to force myself. Cause again, the, the the sin that lives in me does not want to do the good thing that is written in the law, right? So you have to get to a place of forcing yourself to get on your knees and pray. Forcing yourself of getting in a secret place. So I don't know about y'all, but like, I wasn't spending time in a secret place. I thought prayer and talking to God throughout my day and, you know listening to gospel music and going to church all equated to being enough for me to cultivate and deepen my relationship with God. But that is not the truth. You have to, yes, there are things we do to help grow us spiritually and to equip us to be disciples of the nations. But at the same time, we have to remember that we also have a responsibility to cultivate and deepen our relationship with God himself. So when you're going to church and when you're doing things that are, that are like good, still good to do, that's good and all. But there's also a secret place, a place where you go with God so that you can worship him, so you can praise him, so you can pray to him, and so that he can speak to you, a set place and time for God to meet you. That matters as well. So God was like, you need to get this in order. And I realized once I started getting this in order, everything else in my life began to fall in line as well. So my relationship with God began to deepen. I began to spend more time in his word. I began to spend more time in praying. I began to spend more time in my community because I got my relationship in him with, in order for everything else to begin to flow in order as well. God is not a God of disorder. So when he's telling you to do certain stuff, it's because he's trying to order order your steps. The Bible declares in Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delight in his way. So when God is giving you instruction, he's literally trying to order your steps. So once I got my spiritual life in order, that began to trickle down into my personal life, One of the things that God told me was, deep clean your house. Now, my house wasn't dirty or nothing, but, you know, it could be better kept. You know, I could do my laundry more often. You know, I could do this and that more often to steward well what God has given me. And the whole point of God telling me to do these things was because he was teaching me how to steward well what he has already given me. Steward well my home that he's given me, steward well, the car he has given me, steward well, the graduate program that he has allowed me to be in, steward well, my finances. God was just telling me like, you need to get these things in order. And the reason I'm telling you to get these things in order is because I'm trying to teach you how to be a good steward of the things that you currently have. So again, back to personal, he told me to deep clean my house. And again, Y'all know what the difference is between just a regular clean and a deep clean. I mean, like, deep clean. You start to find everything you was missing. You start to play with the stuff that you was missing. Like, you know what I'm saying? One of those deep cleans. And I was like, I was holding it off for a while because I just kept getting busy. Kept getting busy. School, work, obligations, all these other things. I kept getting busy. Kept getting busy, kept getting busy. But God continued to press and tell me, deep clean my home. So finally, one weekend, I just began to deep clean. Now, this was a two-day series, y'all. Started on Saturday, continued to Sunday, and I'm still in the process. (laughs) So, But just the fact that I just listened and began to just deep clean each and every sector of my home, God just began to reveal things to me through that. And then another thing he's been telling me personally that he's been trying to get in order is teaching me how to be a wife. I don't know about y'all, but God has just been walking me through the season of how to be a wife. And this is not be a wife to a uh, a man that I want to get married to, but be a wife to Jesus. Jesus is my bridegroom. I'm his bride. Be a wife to Jesus, right? So there's various things that I was doing or, or, or things I would say. I, I would always say things like, mm, I wouldn't do that if I was married to somebody. like, Or I would do that if I was married to somebody. Stop saying it and just do it because you are currently married to Jesus. You are his bride and he is your bridegroom. So God has just been walking me through a season of what it means to truly be in a relationship with Jesus. Putting time aside to go on a date with my bridegroom. Putting time aside to talk about my day to my bridegroom. Putting time aside to pray with my bridegroom. Putting time aside for him to speak to me. Actually making every intention and every effort to be in this marriage with Christ. Now listen to me y'all. If y'all can't be faithful to Jesus... What makes you think that you're going to be able to be faithful to to the spouse that you have here on earth? So God just began to teach me, like, be faithful to Jesus. So I'm teaching you about faithfulness. I'm teaching you about the order in which your life has to be. I'm teaching you about all these things so that eventually when you do get married, you will understand already what it is to be a wife. And you will be able to steward being a wife well. So... One of the things that he's also been teaching me personally is to have non-negotiables, y'all. I didn't really understand what this meant because I just thought I was just, you know, living, you know. So, again, at this point, I didn't really comprehend what non-negotiables were. But one day I was listening to a podcast by Just Different, and one of the things that he said I don't know if it's Jordan or Darian. Uh, One of the things that he said is that he has non-negotiables. One of his non-negotiables was like, wake up every morning by 7 a.m. Another non-negotiable that he had was, he's not going to work more than he works on his purpose. And, you know, that just gave me an idea of what non-negotiables were. So I took that back to God and I was like, God, like, Can you explain to me the importance of non-negotiables? And can you also tell me like what non-negotiables I should have? And the Lord just began to speak to me and reveal things to me. And through that, I began to build on the non-negotiables that he want me to have. And the the, the importance of non-negotiables is because it helps to keep order in your life. Non-negotiables should be something that you always refer to when it comes to doing anything in your life because it helps to keep things in order. Right? So now that God has shown me the importance of it and He has begun to reveal to me the non-negotiables I should have, one of the non-negotiables I have now is waking up every single morning at 6 30 a.m. to spend time specifically with God. Even if that's journaling, even if that's reading my word, even if that's praise and worship, even if that's just sitting still and being in his presence, get up every morning at six. By 6.30, so at 6.30, you can meet with God. So between 6.30 a.m. and 7 a.m., time with God. I have a sign posted on my door, do not disturb at this 6.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. Why? This is a non-negotiable for me. So that God is training me up in this so that when I move forward in every season of my life, I know that that's something that's going to remain. Every morning be up by 6 30 a.m even if you have to go to back to sleep after 7 a.m that's cool that's fine but 6 30 be up by then and you got to think about this what good wife is gonna sleep in what good woman is gonna sleep in all morning long No good woman is going to sleep in all morning long because that's going to lead to unproductivity. That's going to lead to laziness, right? So God has been training me to get up, get up, get up, get up at this specific time to meet with him and because that will also set the tone for the rest of my day. That will give me the strength that I need to get through the rest of my day. Yes, I will talk to Jesus and have moments with him All throughout my day. But it's something about when he knows he he has my undivided attention from this time to this time every single morning. Because he knows that throughout my day, I'm going to have certain distractions like work and school and responsibilities and obligations and things that I need to attend to. But he knows at this specific time, from this time, I know that I have her undivided attention and that I can meet her at this secret place every single morning. Another non-negotiable is... I do not get on social media before 11 a.m. If if you ever do see me on social media before 11 a.m., it's in regard to my ministry. Whether I have an episode dropping or the Holy Spirit has placed something on my spirit to share or anything of that nature, I'll be on social media before 11 a.m. But as far as engaging in content um, or like engaging in... Watching people's story or liking any posts or reading anything before I fill my mind with anything, you know. I do not do that before 11 a.m. That is a non-negotiable. I'm not on social media before 11 a.m. And I do not go on social media after 9 p.m. So the only time I have on social media is between 11 and 9. Why? Because before 11 a.m., I just want to keep my mind fixed and focused on God. I don't follow any provocative content or I don't really, I don't follow any famous people who are living in the world. I don't follow any of that, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't come across my feed. That doesn't mean that it doesn't come across my page. That doesn't mean that it doesn't come across in some of the stories that I watch, you know, so I have to be mindful of what I'm consuming. So I don't go on social media before 11 a.m. and I don't go on social media after 11 p.m. because, I know that I'm going to bed soon and I don't want to go to bed with that kind of stuff on my mind. Again, I don't follow these, uh, you know, things of the world, but I do see that kind of content um, here and there. I want to be mindful of what I'm waking up to and what I'm going to sleep to. Another non-negotiable that I have developed is spending time in praise and worship every single night between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. I do want to push this up to earlier so that I can be in bed at a earlier time because by the time I finish praying and worship at 11 and then I pray and I do whatever I need to do to wrap up the night, it's already about 12 a.m., y'all, and I got to be up at 6.30. So I do want to um, find time to push that forward. But again, another non-negotiable is making sure that I meet God every single night in the secret place, giving him praise and worship. Seeking him wholeheartedly and diligently, y'all. It has been going great so far. Sometimes it does get challenging because sometimes I'm not always home before 10. Especially if I go to church, sometimes we end up staying afterwards and just talking and, you know, catching up. And just being in the atmosphere of godly and wise counsel and being around communities. um, Another way that I encounter God. Um, so, sometimes I don't always get to it every night how I'm supposed to. Um, so, again, just working on maybe moving that time up a bit earlier so I can get in bed earlier. So, those are a few of my non-negotiables that the Lord has been instructing me to that I need to get in order. Um, so, we're going to go move into academics, y'all. So, God has been dealing with me on this, y'all. One thing that I do is I'm such a last-minute person when it comes to school I do everything last minute I study last minute I write my papers last minute I take my tests last minute I do everything last minute and sometimes that costs me you know um and my grades have definitely suffered from me being last minute not all the time but sometimes it does you know not make it to the eleven fifty nine deadline if you know what I'm saying <laughs> so God has been dealing with me on that just to be more punctual and just to uh, organize my schooling, organize when I'm gonna study, organize when I'm gonna do this, when I'm gonna do that in regards to schooling. So lately, my stru- my schedule has been constructed with order. So I know that every morning I'm getting up at six thirty a.m. and I'm spending time with God from six thirty a.m. to seven a.m. Um, I leave the house for work by 8.20, 820 8.20ish, around that time. I get to work before 9 a.m. I'm at work from 9 to 5. After I get up for work at 5, I go straight to a coffee shop and I study, um, for school for about, till about, um, let me see, like, depending on if I'm going to church or not. So that time varies. Um, but usually until 8 p.m. So from 5 to 8, I'm at a coffee shop studying for school. By 8 p.m., I leave the coffee shop and my gym is like three minutes away, three to five minutes away. So I go to the gym from 8 to 9 p.m., leave the gym around 9, get home, shower, eat, do all the things I need to do. So by 10 p.m., I'm entering praise and worship in my secret place with the Lord. And again, sometimes my schedule doesn't always look like this. But the whole point of setting it up as such is because my life needs order. And let me give y'all an example of why order is so important. So when me and my friends go on a trip or go on vacation or whatever it may be, We always like to plan things ahead of time. We like to know what restaurant we're going to, what activities we're going to, what outfit we're wearing to what place, how we're going to do this, how we're going to do that, how we're going to trans, what is our transportation going to be, certain things like that. Because we notice that when we get to the place, if we do not have things put in place or already ordered and lined up how we desire for it to go, we end up wasting time trying to decide what to do. So as this relates to my life, when I don't have things put in place, when I don't have things put in order, I waste time figuring out what to do. Like if I don't know what I'm going to study before I get to the coffee shop, I waste time figuring out what to study. If I don't know what I'm going to do before I get to gym, the gym, what what uh, part of my body I'm going to work on or what exercises I'm going to do, I waste time trying to figure it out. Now I'm on TikTok looking for which exercises to do or how to do them and stuff like that. So if I don't set things up with order, I waste time. And that translates to every area of your life. If you don't have order in the areas of your life, you will waste time trying to figure out how to have order. You know? So that is definitely something that God has been working on me in regards to my personal life. And academics and... Um, you would definitely begin to see like the difference in your life when you have things set up properly and when you have things in order, it makes life flow such easier and it brings peace. It really does bring peace because again, first Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33 says, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. So when you have order, you have peace because God is a God of order as he is a God of peace. So whenever I have order in my life and whenever things are ordered properly, I realize that I'm peaceful because I know what to do. I know it's how how it's going to get done, when it's going to get done, why it's going to get done. And then moving into finances. um, For a long, 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 long time, God has been telling me, get my finances in order. Get your finances in order. And this is one of the biggest things that God has been teaching me how to be a better steward of because... One thing that I've been learning in this season is that I have everything that I need already. It's not that I need more. It's that I need to be a better steward of what I currently have. How do you expect God to bless you with more if you're not even being a good steward over what he has given you right now? You know? So God has just been teaching me how to be consistent in tithing, be consistent in saving Um, you know, being consistent in those areas and just making sure that I'm not wasting my money on foolishness and that I am being frugal with my finances, being frugal with how I spend. Because I'm not gonna lie, y'all, your girl is a bit of a reckless spender sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, wow, I really didn't even need that. Oh, wow, I really just paid for this $50 $50 meal and I only ate three bites, waste of money. So I find myself in those uh situations quite often, and so God has just been dealing me with me on that. And as far as being a steward, y'all. The Bible declares in Titus 1, chapter verse 7 through 8, Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick tempered not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. So I learned that in order to be a good steward, I must possess these characteristics, y'all. I must be hospitable. I must be one who loves to do good. One who has self-control. One who is upright, holy, and disciplined in order for me to be a good steward. But I had to start being a good steward when it comes to my relationship with God. Then that began to trickle down into my personal life. Be a good steward of my home. Be a good steward of my car. Be a good steward of what I have right here in front of me, because again, I have everything that I need. Then being a good steward of my schoolwork, being a good steward of my academics, then being a good steward of my finances. Again, everything in my life I realize, always trickles down from my relationship with God. I can tell when my relationship with God is in shambles because my finances will be in shambles, my academics will be in shambles, and my personal life will all be in shambles. So that tells me to go back to the start with God, and ask him to give you a revelation and understanding and knowledge and wisdom and discernment on how to better your relationship with him how to deepen your relationship with him and as you begin to work on your relationship with God as you begin to mend your relationship with God he will show you all the areas of your life that need to be cleaned he will show you all the areas of your life that need to be, put in order and he will give you instructions on how to put your life in order as you begin to put your relationship. And again, y'all, order just helps you to maintain and steward well the things that God has given to you. Order is also important because it reveals priority. You have to prioritize the things that you have already placed in order. For example, if I know that my secret time with God is between 6.30 a.m. and 7 a.m. Why would I go get a job that requires me to clock into work at 6 a.m. And then clock out at 6 p.m.? That, that's something I wouldn't be able to get that job because I already have something in place. I already have something in order for that time frame. I have already allocated time to something else. So therefore, I can't even get into this job. That's not right for me. Because it is going to interfere with the order that's in my life, right? If I know that I have my secret place time with God from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m., why would I go get a job that requires me to clock in at 6 p.m.? It's going to run into my time with God. So that's another thing that I won't be able, that's a job I won't be able to get because it's running into time for my non-negotiable. Another non-negotiable I have is Sabbath Sunday, If I get a job that's requiring of me to work on Sunday, I won't be able to do that job. Why? Because Sundays are Sabbath. I have to keep my order. And also, you have to realize, when you have things in order, when you have your non-negotiables in order, this prevents you from getting into things that aren't good for you. It's not that it's bad for you, it's just not good for you because it interferes with the order that you have already placed in your life. Keeping the order helps you to choose the things that are best for you. Of course, course, as you consult God, but you will be able to weave out what's not good for you because you will know it's not good for you because it'll interfere with your order. And if something is interfering with your order, that means it's going to interfere with your peace. So you will know, oh, no, I got to stay away from that. Or, oh, no, I can't do that. Or, oh, no, I can't go there. Or, oh, no, we can't meet. Because it'll begin to disturb your life. It'll begin to disturb the peace that is currently going on in your life. So, again, y'all, these are the things that God has just been teaching me and preparing me. Uh, through this current process that I'm going through and I just want to share them with y'all and hopefully you guys have learned something and I just thank you all for listening and y'all have a good one again we are back every single Tuesday morning at 6 30 a.m with a new Bible Talk Tuesday and we are back every single Thursday with a new podcast episode we are available on Apple Music's and youtube i thank you all for listening to the kkwp podcast with your girl p i'm out y'all have a good one bye